care of things from far away. He was gone all the time, working hard, and he only came if, he called, if somebody called and needed him. He was working, working, working. But everything was good. Everything ran smooth, and Paul took care of things from work from far away. So I was like, that's kind of like God. He's up in heaven. He's far away. And he's, you know, if we need him and holler, hey, God, we need some help here, he'll come. And the other thing about Paul that reminds me of God is he always had really good advice and hardly any of us ever took it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, we need some help. Oh, we need some help. What should we do? What should we do? Oh, we don't want to do that. And he was always right. We should have always done whatever he said. And rarely did we take Paul's advice. I have in the past four years, learn to accept the wisdom that Paul is right. Give it to God. Read the Word. Stop thinking of your own ideas because you don't know anything. Pay attention to what God tells you and follow along with it, and you'll be okay. So I'm truly blessed that I had that father, in my, that father image in my life, but it's really not quite what I have now with my relationship with God because like I said about four years ago realizing that I was making a pitiful pitiful use of the life God gave me and feeling really sorry for myself I said Lord honestly I'm pathetic I've tried everything I know I beat my head against every brick wall I could find so I give up Lord do whatever you want with me I don't even care and just on top of that Lord make me want what you want me to have and send me to do what you want me to do. And I'm telling you, people, that's the way you should do it because it works out so much quicker. I wish I'd have done that when I was seven. But when I was seven, <laughs> I thought, Jesus loves me, la, la, la. He loves all the little children. It's all going to be really good. And nothing will ever go wrong. You know, nothing will ever go wrong. Well, not so much. Daddy left. I don't know when Daddy left. Daddy left when I was little, three. So that wasn't too good. My mother remarried because my mother is the eternal optimist trying to make a home and a family for us, and that didn't work too good. In fact, that worked really bad. I, had, I didn't have a perfect childhood. You know, the daddy rich and the mama good-looking thing did not work out. Uh, my stepfather was a pedophile. I was abused as a child. Life goes on. Didn't kill me because I had Jesus. <laughs> Made me stronger, and I'm going to tell you, when you look back on your life and you think, why do these things happen? It's because when somebody else came to me that had the same problem, I didn't go, oh, mercy, oh, my, oh, me, what a dreadful, dreadful thing has happened to you. Ew, kind of get away from me. Don't sit next to me at the table. It was, honey, I've been there. I know. Come sit next to me and it'll be okay. Later on, I grew up and I was always trying to, you know, I was kind of always trying to make up for stuff got married to somebody who married me because his parents really liked me and he wanted their approval. Well, it turns out, you know, his parents really liked me, him not so much. So he got really mad at me one day and beat me up. And I thought, Lord, Lord, I just wanted somebody to love me. Why did this happen to me? And I know why it happened to me. Because later, when somebody came to me and said, I was in love and I married this man and I thought we were going to live happily ever after, and I don't know what happened. He beat me up. I said, honey, honey, come sit by me. I know. I understand. And things have gone like that. I never wanted, never wanted to get divorced, kind of had to in that situation. Married Molly's dad. I loved him. We had a beautiful child. 
and he didn't love me either. <laughs> and when, when people fail and don't know why, I say, brothers and sisters, come sit next to me, because I don't really know how that happened either, but it did. And now we just move on. My friend Ann has been through some of the worst stuff of anybody I know. And Lord knows why, but I know one of the reasons is because she lets me sit next to her. And she says, I understand. And because of that, and because of her strength and her perseverance to keep being here every Sunday after she lost her daughter, when I met Ronnie and fell in love with him, I was able to have a relationship with Sharon, his late wife's mother and father. Because I know, not through firsthand experience, but through my friend Anne, how bad it can be and how hurt you can be. And I knew the things because she'd shared with me that had hurt her the most. So I knew what not to do. I knew what not to do to make their pain any worse. And so I thank God for that, for every everything that Anne went through that made me a better person. <laughs> yeah, we don't always learn from other people's mistakes or other people's problems. I've really been blessed here to be able to learn from what other people have suffered and gone through. So at least I may sin, but I don't, I don't do it on purpose. And I, I, do have, I do learn what does hurt that you might not think about. Um, it was really funny today because John said, well, we had to sing the songs that we'd already picked out because Stephen had picked them. They were already in the bulletin. And as we were singing them, I thought, you know, I'm giving my testimony And I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, and Jesus lifted me. When I was in trouble, Jesus lifted me. You know, the world will try and tell you that if you make a mistake, you're no good. And Jesus tells you if you make a mistake, just don't make that one anymore. Get up. Come on. So here we are with our, I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. And the little anthem we sang, this is one John picked out. I hope y'all listened to the words. Do not be afraid. I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me. I will bring you home. I love you. And you are mine. So, like I said, I was saved when I was seven. I've come to church every day of my life, or every Sunday of my life. It seems like every day in this last few weeks. I always come to church. But my testimony is that it did help me. It got me through. But it wasn't until I said, okay, I surrender. So that would have been the one I would have picked if I had gotten to pick a song for today is I Surrender All. And that's when you actually get to be happy. That's when your life really turns around and you change and things are better. I was going to give you all a couple of my scriptures because we didn't put any in here. Now this one I always remember as a child thinking was a promise of God since Ronnie and I are old and got married. I sometimes think of it as a threat. Um, about Abraham. 
Um, against all, this is Romans 4, 18 through 25. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. This is why it was credited to, his, to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised for our justification. And this is Romans 5, uh, 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that our suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given to us. So I thank God for my perseverance, for my character, for my hope, and for the Holy Spirit that has poured love out into my heart. And I thank God for each and every one of you who has been with me on my journey. You see, part of what we wanted to do is really just drill in, and Pat even touched on it. We all have a story. Now, maybe sometimes we get the wrong idea that in order for it to be a testimony, it's got to be the most compelling story, you know? It's got to be, you know, magazine front type stories. That's just not real. It's about learning to give thanks to God for who God has made us to be. Whatever we've learned along the way, whatever's gone on, whatever's happened, there are things to give thanks to God for. The Hebrew word is Hallel. And just say it a couple times and tell me what word you think we get from that. Hallel. Hallel. What does that sound like? Hallelujah. It really means let us praise God. So when we learn to say Hallelujah, let's praise God. When we can know whatever's going on right now or whatever's gone on before and we can say, you know what, I can see God working. Hallelujah. When God has shown me something new, when God has revealed something to me, hallelujah. When I can look at my children and my family and think, when I can think about my church family and the other people God has put into my life, When we can be in a place that's got nice, comfy air conditioning and nice seats, when many of our brothers and sisters still this day do not have that luxury, we can praise God for that. When we know 
that we're here. We woke up this morning. You want to get up there too? I just want to make sure you take time to look at uh, every Sunday. You always have a sort of a what next kind of thing, a sort of a challenge or something for you to think about or something for you to do after our service. And it's the same one we had last week, but I hope you'll take a look at that. I hope you'll read that, uh, go over that uh, scripture portion from Peter. And I hope you think about what God has shown you what God has taught you, what God has brought you from. And maybe you don't always do it up here. You don't have to do it in front of a crowd. You don't have to do it uh, in front of people or at church necessarily, but you always have to know what God has done for you. So that's my challenge to you, that you would uh, work on that and that you would take time to consider how uh, God has moved in your life. And as a way to kind of bring all those ideas to close, I've asked Connie to... uh, Uh, do a song for us that I think kind of brings that into a prayer. Uh, We've even written something a little special that kind of has an an Oak Haven twist to it. So maybe you can listen out for that and see if you catch it. But um, would you praise God and pray with us as Connie plays? I love you, Lord, with all my heart. You've given me a brand new start. And I just want to sing this song to you. It goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift. My heart and soul are praising hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I know you are the God above. You fill me with your grace and love. And I just want to take this time to thank you. You pulled me from the miry clay You've given me a brand new day All that I can say Is hallelujah 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 God, you're worthy of our praise. May your spirit fill this place as we are reminded of your love. United now to boldly go, assured that we are not alone. Teach our hearts to know your hallelujah. Hallelujah, 
Hallelujah. 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 Y'all sing it with me. God, for all the things you've worked in our lives, for all the things you've taught us. Dear God, for the gift of life itself, for the gift of family and friends, the gift of the cross, for all these things we give you thanks. And we ask this morning that you would hear our hearts crying out hallelujah to you, praising you for all the good you've done in our lives, praising you even for the bad that we learn from and that we come out of. And we ask now, Lord, today, today we could feel your hand over us, molding us and shaping us, reviving us and renewing us. And we ask, God, 
that we could be your people. Oh Lord, hear our prayers this day. And in the name of Jesus, we pray together as God's children. Amen. Amen. What better way to celebrate Holy Communion than with a hallelujah on our hearts? We're going to have our time of communion. It's going to be a little. It's going to be a lot different than probably what we're used to doing. Uh, What I'd like you to do is uh, a couple things. First, know that this is about being God's people. It's not about being a member of this church or any other church. So our belief is that if you're here and you have that hallelujah on your heart, uh, you are welcome to participate in communion. Um, We're going to have our time, and uh, you may praise God for this, but I'm going to do it all in silence. As I do that, you can kind of see what I'm doing. Uh, Once I'm done, our ushers will uh, guide you. Uh, They'll let you know when it's time, and you can uh, come down to the middle aisle and Uh, receive the elements. Uh, We will be doing intinction. I will break off a piece of bread for you. And as a way of you receiving that gift, receiving that promise, you can have your hand out this way. And I will give you that piece of bread. And you can take that bread and uh, Patty will have the cup and you can dip it halfway into and then you can eat the bread and you can spend time here at the altar railing uh, either side if you like and then return to your seats that way. But friends, how about we remind ourselves of the great gift that God has given us? 